Greetings, how are you? My name is Michelle. I am the founder of Yoga Faith, and I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited for what God has placed on my heart. And speaking of, I just want to invite him into this space first thing first. So if you are in a spot where you're able to close your eyes, please go ahead and do so. And we're just going to inhale him and exhale us or anything that just is blocking the space where he can speak to us today. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for technology. Thank you that you are able to connect us. Thank you for your promises and your word. And we're going to dive into it for a brief amount of time today. And I thank you for anointing my mouth and anointing ears, just so that we would hear and see all that you have for us. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. We talk a lot about props in yoga. We use them a lot, hopefully. Props are our best friend. And I always say a prop is whatever helps you gain success in a posture, whatever makes it easier or at ease or simply helps you find that successful place in a pose or a posture. So I often say, you know, if it's a person, that person is your new prop. If it's a friend or a spouse, they become a prop, right? If you're holding on to them or they're helping you in a posture, um, modifying it or deepening it, I think they're your new prop. So of course we have the, the good old standbys in blocks and chairs, bolsters, walls, eye pillows, sandbags, furniture, really anything that can help us assist in a posture. But today I was thinking about I was thinking about Moses and I was thinking about the battle between the Israelites and the Amorites and the victory of that battle was because Moses had his arms raised he had his arms outstretched and of course in Moses's own strength his arms got tired and his arms became weary and it wasn't until Aaron and her saw this, that they ran up underneath him to prop up his arms. And I often think that it's so easy to get tired. It's so easy to depend and rely on our own strength. And that's when we lose our battles. So anytime that Moses' arms were coming down, the battle shifted. And so when the Israelites were successful is when when Moses' arms were raised. And so Aaron and Hur came up alongside Moses and supported him and propped his arms up so that he was able to continue on that victorious battle that God had already set for him. But he needed others. He needed God and he needed others. And most important, he needed to not rely on his own strength. And before this battle, Aaron actually needed Moses to be his prop, to be his help when Aaron was going to be the high priest and he was getting tired and he was getting weary and just on the edge of quitting, Moses came up and propped him up. And so I want to ask you today, alongside myself, who are we doing life with? Do you have people in your life who can come up and run up like Aaron and her and prop your arms up, prop you up? On the leaning side. I heard a story recently about a farmer who was on his tractor and he saw his barn. It was leaning. He noticed his barn was leaning. And it had been through years of storms and insects eating at it. 
and he decided to get some pine beams and prop the barn up on his leaning side. And isn't that us? Isn't that a beautiful picture of us in our weariness, in our exhaustion, in the things that people eat away at us or hate us for? Uh, you ever had any haters who just hated you for the calling that's on your life, the destiny that God has placed on your life? I know that I have, and they're actually pretty close. They're people who you don't expect to come out of the woodwork when God places a calling on your life and try to pull you back down like those crabs in the bucket. Just keep pulling you back down to, to have you stay, stay small when God is calling you up higher into larger places. And so I think of that barn, I think of Moses, I think of other people in the Bible. Barnabas was a prop, Mary was a prop. All of these things and uh, stories and people who came and propped up and helped up. And I wanna ask, are you surrounded by people who can run up underneath your arms and prop you up? Are you relying on God, the God who will cause you to stand when all else falls away and there you are and all you can do is stand? And may I ask, are you being somebody else's prop? Are you available to be somebody else's prop? Are you available to be someone else's support and strength? Or when was the last time that you offered this strength to somebody else? You see, props are so important, whether we're talking about yoga and having them support us and making life a little bit easier, or using the analogy of a prop when it comes to people, when it comes to our God, as we lean, as we rely on our own strength, as we get tired or exhausted, that we can use these things to prop us up on that leaning side. You know, we can only hold our arms up so long. We can only try in our strength so long. And then we're finished. Then we're done. And God is saying, I'm here. I've always been here. I'm never going to leave you. I've never forsaken you. And I never, ever will. His promises are that he walks alongside of us, even when we can't feel him, when we don't know it. He is right there by our side, propping us up, getting us through the storm, getting us through the haters, the insects that eat away and corrode at our foundation. So I want you to just know that he's there, that you uh, hopefully surround yourself with people who are there for you, able to prop you up, able to help you, and that you continue to do life with those people. And that also you're able to offer them strength in return. Amen. So, you know, we have meditations for each of our asana family in Yoga Faith. And I wanted to read you our meditation for our balancing postures. And, you know, it's difficult to find our balance. It's difficult to uh, find balance in an asana or a posture or simply life, right? Life is busy. We have family and kids and running around and jobs and um, You know just the the day-to-day -day can become overwhelming So when we talk about balancing postures, we really talk about finding our balance being really rooted in Christ 
And much like we're talking here about props, allowing him and others to help us find that balance, find that strength, find that support. So I'd love for you to come into your most comfortable reclining bound angle. So reclining usually just means a supinated posture on your back. And reclining bound angle is taking the soles of your feet together. If you have a couple blocks, placing them underneath the outside of your thighs or knees and just letting your knees simply rest. So we're gonna breathe deep into the psoas and the inner thighs here if you choose reclining bound angle. We're also gonna place a block or a pillow or I would love for you to grab your Bible and place it underneath your shoulder blades, vertical to the spine, so that your heart is lifted and your collarbone is open, but that whole heart center opens itself up to the Lord. We're gonna ask that he do some heart surgery in this posture of prayer. And if you count the very first podcast on postures of prayer, we know that laying down or flat on our back is really a posture of surrender and vulnerability and really just saying, hey Lord, here I am. I am releasing my will and my strength and me trying to do it in my own strength and and time and way. But I'm here, I'm giving it all up to you to have your way in my heart today and in my life. So again, if you can come to your reclining bound angle in that beautiful heart opener and maybe you need a blanket, maybe you can place an eye pillow or something over your eyes or close them if that's available. If closing your eyes isn't comfortable, then just simply don't do it. But we really want you to get relaxed and surrendered. So perhaps turning the palms up where your heart is open, ready to receive this meditation. It is from Romans 8 and it is the message version. It is also known as a solution to life on God's term. Would you receive this as you relax deeply in your reclining bound angle? With the arrival of Jesus the Messiah, the fateful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter into Christ being here for us no longer have to live under a continuous low-lying black cloud. A new power is in operation. The spirit of life in Christ like a strong wind has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a faded lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. God went for the juggler when he sent his own son. He didn't deal with the problem as something remote and unimportant. In his son Jesus, he personally took on the human condition, entered the disordered mess of struggling humanity in order to set it right once and for all. The law code weakened as it always was by fractured human nature could never have done that. The law always ended up being used as a band-aid on sin instead of a deep healing of it. And now what the law asked for but we couldn't deliver is accomplished as we, instead of redoubling our own efforts, simply embrace what the Spirit is doing in us. And I'd like to interrupt and just have you breathe in. Instead of a band-aid over your sin, breathe in a deep healing over it. Continuing on to verses 5 through 8, it says, Those who think they can do it on their own end up obsessed with measuring their own moral muscle, but never get around to exercising it in real life. Those who trust God's actions in them find that God's spirit is in them, living and breathing God. Obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. 
attention to God leads us out into the open, into a spacious, free life. Focusing on the self is the opposite of focusing on God. Anyone completely absorbed in self ignores God, ends up thinking more about self than God. And that person ignores who God is and what he is doing. And God isn't pleased at being ignored. But if God himself has taken up residence in your life, you can hardly be thinking more of yourself than of him. Anyone, of course, who has not welcomed this invisible but clearly present God, the spirit of Christ, won't know what we're talking about. But for you who welcome him in whom he dwells, even though you still experience all the limitations of sin, you yourself experience life on God's terms. It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from the dead life with his spirit living in you. Your body will be alive as Christ. So don't you see that you don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent? There's nothing in it for us, nothing at all. The best thing to do is give it a decent burial and get on with your new life. God's spirit beckons and there are things to do and places to go. I repeat, give your old life a decent burial because you have places to go, people's lives to change and things to do. This resurrection life you receive from God is not timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God like a childlike, what's next, Papa? God's spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. We know who he is and we know who we are, father and children. And we know we're gonna get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. If we go through the hard times with him, then we're certainly going to go through the good times with him. That's why I don't think there's any comparison between the present hard times and the coming good times. The created world itself can hardly wait for what's coming next. Everything in creation is being more or less held back. God reigns it in until both creation and all the creatures are ready and can be released at the same moment into the glorious times ahead. Meanwhile, the joyful anticipation deepens. The joyful anticipation deepens. What are you doing in your waiting? I like to just add to just worship while you wait, serve as you wait, praise him as you wait. Moving on, all around us we observe a pregnant creation. The difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pains, but it's not only around us, it's within us. The Spirit of God is arousing us within. We're also feeling the birth pains, the sterile and the barren bodies of our, ours are yearning for full deliverance. And that is why waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. You are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, don't see what is enlarging us. But the longer we wait, the larger we become, and the more joyful our expectancy. 
wow, wow, wow. This just really blasts me. And I hope God's spirit is blasting you as you spend time with him. Almost done here, but the best is yet to come. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's spirit is right alongside of us, helping us along. And if we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs, our aching groans. He knows us far better than we know ourselves, knows our pregnant condition, and keeps us present before God. And that's why we can be sure that every single detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. He decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as a life of his son. The son stands first in the line of humanity he restored. We see the original and intended shape of our lives there in him. After God made that decision of what his children should be like, he followed it up by calling people by name. After he called them by name, he set them on a solid basis with himself. And then, after getting them established, he stayed with them to end, gloriously completing what he had begun. So what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for you? And who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? Who would dare even to point a finger? The one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment sticking up for us. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There's absolutely no way. Not trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homeliness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in scripture. They kill us in cold blood because they hate you and we are sitting ducks. They pick us off one by one. None of this phases us because Jesus loves us, and I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing, nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us. Amen. Amen. I know that the plan of God is counting on you to hear from him. And you know, just one word from God, one word from God can change your life completely. We read in the Bible of people who spent one minute with God and were changed forever in his presence. And so perhaps in this posture or just by listening to this message, you can realize that these birthing pains, that all of the barrenness, all of the wilderness and, and people hating on you and people tearing you down, that God had it for a very specific purpose for such a time as now. And it is time, my friend, to stop believing those lies. 
It is time, friend, to open your mouth and open your heart and realize that God has birthed something deep down inside of you. And today is the day that that birth is coming to manifestation, that that thing, that dream, that child, that ministry, that business, that one thing that God has been calling you to your entire life is being birthed into the physical realm and not just the spiritual realm any longer. Would you open your heart? Would you open your palms to receive the love, the anointing, the strength of God propping you up on your leaning side and saying, it's time. It's time to rise. It's time to birth your dreams. Those dreams have been stagnant long enough. It is time to release the manifestation into the physical world and allow him to guide you. But you must hear from him. You must find times of stillness so that you can hear his still small voice. And just like this Romans passage says that we don't always know what to pray. And so if you didn't get the chance to do it right now, I encourage you to just go place the Bible underneath your heart, raise your heart, lay on it. Let the promises of God, those yes and amen words be uploaded literally and figuratively and physically into your heart, into your mind, into your body, into your spirit, into your soul. This is yoga faith. This is chewing on the word. This is letting it be integrated and absorbed into every fiber of your being. Receive that today. Would you, would you just open up your palms or raise your hands and say, yes, father, I am ready. I am sorry for being afraid of my own strengths. I am sorry for fearing the anointing and the calling that you have placed on my life, but no longer will I live in fear. No longer will I keep this pregnancy to myself. All creation declares your glory. When my dreams are birthed, when my destiny occurs, I, Father God, will give you all the glory and all the praise forever and ever. In Jesus' mighty and holy name, we honor you. And thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for anointing us. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit that you left him here for us as a friend, as a counselor, and a guide. Oh, praise Jesus that we have a guide in this life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. If you're in reclining bound angle, I just invite you to stay there just a couple more moments. For those of you who stumbled across this message and just think that this is just way out there. Who is this God that you talk to? Who is this God who can manifest my dreams and help me through this life? I'm speaking of the God who created the universe. Oftentimes in the yoga world, we do sun salutations and we worship sun, uh, S-U-N, and gods of all kinds and carved idols. And here in yoga faith, we worship the creator of the sun. Speaking of sun, he sent his only begotten son 
that whosoever, whosoever, not some people, but whosoever, anyone and all people, whosoever would believe in him that would have life and that of eternal life. If it was just me, if it were only for you, he would have hung on that tree. He would have died just to save you, but he died for all of us to save all of humanity, to give us freedom and a life of abundance. So if you would close your eyes, if you're able to, perhaps placing your hand on your heart or if you're in that posture, continuing to just lift your heart and come back to basics if you already know God. But if today is the first time hearing his name or hearing about this amazing God, I want you to invite him in so that your life too can be completely transformed. It's very simple. It's very simple. He has an incredible life in store for you if you just receive him and accept him into your life. All you have to do is say, Dear Heavenly Father, I receive you today into my heart. I ask that you would forgive me for all of my sins. And I realize that there's no sin too heavy, too deep, or too much that you can't forgive. I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you for always loving me. I thank you that I am your child and I can't wait for all the things you have in store for me. In Jesus' name, amen. See, it's so simple. <laughs> Life is about to get really good. I can't promise you it's going to be easy, but it's going to be an amazing ride. So, wow, get ready. Get ready. And if you ever want to contact me or share your story or testimony or uh, want to talk more, my email is michelle at yogafaith.org. I'd love to hear from you, especially if you receive salvation or you're new in your walk with Christ. Would love to be a part of your journey. Again, michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E at yogafaith.org. You know, a song comes to me, I'm not uh, really into singing, but uh, singing in front of people, I should say, I love to sing, but uh, it's usually something we keep in the shower, right? But the Holy Spirit has just brought upon me a song that I used to sing when I was a little girl. And I think it might bless uh, a few of you, maybe not all of you, but just a few of you. Um, but it's a beautiful, simple song and perhaps you can find yourself singing it as you go along your day or really just remembering the words and the simplicity of Christ, the simplicity of being his child and being forgiven and entering into this wonderful relationship with Christ Jesus. And it goes like this. Into my heart Into my heart Come into my heart Lord Jesus Come in today Come in to stay Come into my heart Lord Jesus
Maybe you can join me this time in these simple words. Into my heart Into my heart Come into my heart Lord Jesus Come in today so much for joining me today uh, that song was for somebody it really is just a simple thing to come to Christ with all of our hearts and ask him into our lives so please reach out to me again michelle at yogafaith.org or visit our website yogafaith.org we love to dive into all things Jesus and allowing him to show us how to worship him with all of our might and strength and breath and that is where Yoga Faith was born from, is Acts 17, 28. In Him we move and we breathe and we exist and we have our being in Him. And if you're ever interested in teaching Yoga Faith, we hold teacher trainings all across the world. We have retreats and workshops and classes. We would love to meet you face to face and have you be a part of our family. We stay very connected. We do life together. We cry together. We praise them on the mountaintops together and in the valleys. So we'd love to have you be a part in any way, shape, or form. We have open and public uh, yoga faith tribe groups so different regions can connect and do life together it doesn't even have to be about Jesus or yoga just getting together getting together for uh, running groups and praying in color groups or uh, uh, lunch and matinees dinner and a movie whatever you want to do spa weekends um, all kinds of wonderful things and anyone can join and anyone can post their events. So we just want to get together and hang out. Again, I appreciate you joining me and we'll catch you next time in him. Amen. <laughs>